I'm going to share this morning what I think is perhaps the most important thing I learned in seminary, or one of the most important things at least. And I'll be honest, I actually shared this last weekend at the 5 p.m. Mass here at Christ the King, but then I went off to the missions, and so if you, uh, so I didn't, I didn't preach any, any of the other Masses last weekend. But if you were here at the 5 p.m. last weekend, you've already heard this, so go ahead and take a nap. But if you haven't heard this, this may be helpful, and it may be a paradigm not only to understand the entire spiritual life, the entire scriptures, the entire lives of the saints, but also this difficult gospel here, these difficult words from the mouth of our Lord. And the paradigm is this, RIM, Relationship Identity Mission, R-I-M, Relationship Identity Mission. What makes this really special is the order from relationship to identity to mission, not the other way around. What does this mean? We receive our relationship with the Lord. The Lord is the one that initiates this. He comes to us because he loves us and he draws us into relationship with him. Now we have the invitation and the opportunity to respond, to say, yes, yes, Lord, I will go into relationship with you. And not just the initial yes, but every day. I'll go deeper and deeper and deeper. As we do this, we receive our identities. Most of all, most importantly of all, our identity of being his beloved sons and his beloved daughters. This is our foundational identity of being a son or daughter of God. As we receive our identity, we're sent on mission. We're sent on his mission. Not on a mission that we create for ourselves, but one that he sends us on. Relationship, identity, mission. Now here's what happens if we get this backwards, which is the inclination ever since the fall, is to get this backwards, is to start with mission and try to make our way up to our relationship from our mission. Here's what happens when we do this. If I succeed in my mission, let's say I want to start a new church program. If I succeed on this, and I have this disorder, implicitly or explicitly, that I have to succeed in my mission in order to have a relationship with God. If I succeed in my mission, I very quickly begin to grow in pride. I don't really need God. I've done this. I don't really need to have this relationship with God, which was the the goal of this mission in the first place. I've already accomplished the mission. Look at how good my mission is, is. Look how fruitful it is. Look how many fruits it's bearing. Look how much good it's doing in the world and in the church. Do I really need God? Do I really need to develop a relationship with Him? Do I really need to go to Mass and confession? Do I need to pray every day? I can do it on my own. Now, if I fail in my mission, what happens? I quickly think that I'm unworthy. I'm not worthy to have a relationship with God. I needed to have a relationship. I needed to succeed in my mission in order to have a relationship with Him, and I failed. Therefore, I'm not worthy. I'm unworthy to be a son, to be a daughter. See, the problem isn't whether we're succeeding or failing. The problem is that we're starting with mission. If we start there, we can run as fast as we want. We won't reach the goal. What's the alternative? The alternative is to start with relationship. Is to go to the Lord, always, to go to Him, Not to receive something, but rather because God himself is the goal. 
is the end. God is the purpose. To have a relationship with God is the whole point. It's not, I'm going to go in a relationship with God so that I know what to do with my life. No, I'm going to have a relationship with God so that I have a relationship with God. As we do this, we receive fruits. There are fruits in our lives. First of all, the fruit of our, our own identities, being his sons, being his daughters. And other identities, being priests, being married, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers. And having identities out in the world, being teachers, doctors, etc. But all rooted in our identity of being a son or a daughter of God. And then from here, we're sent on mission. And mission, by the way, there are two types of mission. There are these external missions that I've been mentioning, building a program. And there are other examples, building a school, building a parish, raising a family, raising kids, succeeding in the workplace, evangelizing others, all these external missions. So all of this applies to these types of missions. But then there are also the internal missions that we often embark on. I have a sin in my life, I'm gonna go and uproot that sin. And unless, going back to the the disorder, starting with mission, I started to think, unless I uproot this sin from my life, I won't have a relationship with God. So I need to get rid of this in order to have a relationship with God. This is wrong, this is the lie. The, The lie of the enemy. The truth is the opposite. The Lord has a relationship with us because He loves us as we are, as sinners. And He comes to us, He draws Himself himself to us, He gives us our our identity of being sons and daughters, and now He sends sends us on mission. Both missions, both types of missions, external missions and internal missions. Now here's what happens if if we're living this out. What if we succeed? The church, is go- the, the, the church program is going well, the school is going well, the parish is flourishing, the evangelization efforts are flourishing, the, all, all my, the kids are all doing really well, the mission is doing really well. Praise be to God. Praise be to God that this is happening. I don't need that to happen in order to have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with God and this is happening. Praise be to God. And what if it fails? What if the mission fails? Either external missions or internal missions. What if they fail? Praise be to God. Praise be to God that this mission is failing. Praise be to God that I'm being misunderstood and mistreated, maltreated, and scourged. And finally, crucified. Praise be to God. Because this is the path that God himself went down. And this is the path that he's inviting each of us to go down with him. Not so that we do things out in the world. Not so that we succeed in our missions in the world. But rather so that we be sanctified. This is the path to sanctification. And as we're sanctified, we nurture, we develop, we deepen 
our relationship with him, both here on earth and for all of eternity. This is what happens if we're focusing on relationship. If we're starting here and ending here, relationship, identity, and mission are fruits. Now, how do we have a relationship with God? How do we do that? How do we nurture our relationship with him if that's what it's all about? Well, we have an insight from our relationships with one another. Suppose you meet somebody new and you want to get to know them, maybe a potential spouse or just somebody you want to befriend, and you want to get to know them. Do you start by thinking, oh, what do I need to accomplish in order to earn my relationship with them? Do you start by thinking, what do I need to do in order to get their attention? What we do is we go up to that person and we say, hi, who are you? What's your name? What do you like? What are your qualities? What are your attributes? What have you done? Tell me about your life. Tell me about your history. Tell me about your friends. What would you like to share with me? Would you like to hear what I have to share with you? We do that with our friends. We share our hearts with each other. We don't go accomplish things to earn their relationship. We share our hearts with each other. And as we do this, we develop this heart-to-heart bond, this connection with each other. And the invitation is the same with the Lord. To go to Him, to go to the Lord and say, Hi, who are you? What's your name? What do you do? What are your qualities? What are your attributes? Tell me about your past. Tell me about your history. Who are your friends? What would you like to share with me, God? God, would you like to hear what I have to share with you? And the answer to that is always yes. And with this, we go off and we study the scriptures and we study the lives of the saints. Getting to know the Lord, getting to know Him as a person, and developing a heart-to-heart connection with Him. Developing, nurturing, deepening our relationship with Him. And surely, as we do this, things are going to come up. Well, I have this sin in my life. I have this attachment in my life that's preventing me from going deeper with the Lord. Lord, would you please uproot it? Would you cast it out? Would you get rid of it? I don't want it. I give you permission, Jesus, to get it out of my life. Heal me, Lord. Save me so that I can have a deeper relationship with you. Not so that I can go out and do more things in the world. That may come as a fruit. But so that I may have a deeper relationship with you. And he does that. He is the one that does it. It's not our mission to go in or to go out and accomplish these things so that we can have a relationship with him. He does these things in us and through us out to the world. Relationship, identity, mission. Now with that lens, let's just take a quick look at this. 
So Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is out of his way, not in his path. He went out of his way to go there. He was going there to meet this woman in the same way that he does with us. He came out from the seat of heaven into earth to meet us, and he continues to come to us wherever we are to meet us. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came, out and, came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. Straight to him, straight to the relationship with him, straight to begging him for something and depending on him to answer. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, send her away for she keeps calling out after us. Jesus, she's getting in the way of our mission. Get rid of her. Jesus complies and eggs them on and says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Of course, we know now Jesus is just setting all this up, both for her, most importantly for her, but also for the disciples. But the woman came and did Jesus homage saying, Lord, help me. She wasn't distracted by any of this. She stayed focused, focused. Lord, help me. I need something. My daughter is sick. Lord, help me. He said in reply, it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Talking about her, to the dogs. The, the scripture scholars, they say that this is a pejorative term for the Gentiles. The Gentiles are the dogs. There's, the, there's Israel, the chosen people, and then all of those outside of Israel. Those are the Gentiles, the people, Gen gentes, gentes, agents. That just means people, the people out there. And what does she, she respond? Does she get distracted by any of this? Does she get discouraged by any of this? Being mistreated, being called a dog, even by Jesus? Being misunderstood and cast away by the disciples? Did she get bothered by any of this? She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. She owned it. Yeah, I'm a dog. Yeah, I'm a Gentile. Yeah, I'm a sinner. And I can't do this on my own. I can't save myself and I can't save my daughter. I need the scraps, Jesus, from you. And that's what we do when we come here, isn't it? We come here to this altar, we come here to this table, and we say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. And what does Jesus re re reply? O woman, great is your faith. You remained focused on the relationship with me. You did not get distracted by the storm. You did not get distracted by the mission. You did not get distracted by my unworthy and quick-to-fall disciples. You remained centered on me. Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And this is what the, this is what the Lord is saying to each of us. This is what he's inviting us into, to stay focused on our relationship with him so that he may say to each of us, 
O woman, O man, O son, O daughter, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And so that we may respond with the words of Our Lady. Be it done unto me, not unto other people, not unto my mission. Be it done unto me, sanctify me, draw me closer to you. May it be done unto me according to thy word.